welcome back to another Daily Walk. Today I want to talk about studying the scripture and understanding the principle of using the scripture to interpret the scripture. Uh, this boils down into one of these solas and I was trying to recite them all to myself on my walk today and I could get like three of them down without looking them back up. Not bad being as I haven't looked at the five solas for a long, long time. But uh, I do do affirm to them, so maybe I should commit the other ones to all my memory. But we want to talk today about Sola Scriptura because of something I was talking about with a friend yesterday. And the idea, of course, of Sola Scriptura means by Scripture alone, Latin phrase. And what this the term means is that when we look at the Scripture, we rely on the Scripture alone and not the external influences. Now, this came about in the Reformation periods when the Reformation was really being extracted from the more Catholic traditions in, uh, in that the Catholic tradition, the Pope can speak uh, what is called, uh, it's called ex post uh, Carthay, I think, I forget, whatever whatever the Latin phrase is uh, at the top of my head, I don't remember, um, ex cathedra, I think it is, um, where not in every sing- single capacity, like the Pope gets up, gets on Twitter and says something, that doesn't w- carry the weight of scripture. But when the Pope stands up and says something in his official capacitor, uh, capacity as the Pope, that has equal or superseding authority to the scripture. And in the Protestant church, they deny this forming the sola scriptura, that the scripture is the final principle that guides and directs the teaching of the church. And that is the ultimate principle. And if you look at many of your Protestant churches and you look at doctrinal statements, the best, most sound churches up to the most radical heretics that we find in our modern church age, they all seem to, on paper at least, affirm sola scriptura. This isn't any surprise to me because many of them also affirm being four-point Calvinists, uh, oftentimes denying limited atonement, uh, the hardest of the five points to affirm on scriptural basis. Um, But in actual practice, they are not four-point Calvinists. They tend to be five-point Arminianist instead. And in this scope of all of this, every church stands up and says, It is on the scripture alone that we base our doctrine. And this very well may be true, but we have etched our way in the current culture that we don't base it on scripture alone in the pure sense in our personal lives. Meaning, instead of us opening up our scriptures and reading it, and when we get to a point of misclarity, searching the scriptures to clarify the principle... Instead, we open up the scriptures, get confused on one thing because we're not used to reading the scriptures, and then reach for a commentary or reach for a sermon by our favorite pastor. And instead of digesting the scripture, we instead digest the thoughts of another preacher. And that in and of itself is a form of denying sola scriptura in that, sure, we're not necessarily placing uh, the various pastors and preachers we like to listen to on the pedestal as the Pope is, but we listen to what our favorite guy has to say, and if our favorite guy conflicts with what our friend's favorite guy has to say, of course our guy is right, and we have adopted the view of theology of our favorite preacher rather than understanding, of digesting, and absorbing the scriptures for ourselves. 
And that is problematic, of course, in First uh, Timothy, is it 3.16, I think? Don't have the verse uh, location off the top of my head, but it says all scripture is profitable for the building up and for the edification of the church, something to that general effect. And the principle there is that all forms of scripture are appropriate for our Christian lives as we start to examine the way of our Christian life. We have to look at the scope of what we are doing in our Christian life with the scripture alone. And as I was having a, a conversation with my friend who's been doing tons and tons of Bible studies for the people, he's like, he's like, I just need to find myself a, a Bible without all the commentary stuff because I just want to see the scripture. And if something is unclear, I want to cross-reference it. I told him if I get him a Thompson chain reference Bible, he'll get lost for all eternity. He won't ever like come out of the Bible study, but you know, we'll try it sometime, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, that being said, um, we tend not to adopt sola scriptura in a principle, in a practice of our life. And I will encourage you to do that. I'll encourage you to, when you get confused about something in your daily reading, rather than doing the easy route and grabbing the commentary from your favorite pastor, do a little bit of analysis in the scripture, seeing if you can find out any other conflicting viewpoint. The one example we were looking at is we're doing a study through um, 2 Kings right now in, in preparation to do one of the prophets that was preaching at the, the time of this particular king. In the king's uh, section, it says, that, um, it says that this particular king is buried in the tombs of the kings in the city of kings. In the... Uh, Chronicles section, it says that this king was buried in the city of kings, but not among the tombs of the kings. And so you had an apparent contradiction, and the per average person is going, well, you might go out to your favorite preacher, and whatever your favorite preacher says, you say, okay, well, that's it. And we're not going to go any further than that. The reality is we have to. We have to form our own opinions, because when we do not and by the way, we'll get to that particular king here. Uh, the way I interpret that is that in the one verse it says in the city of kings, or it says with his fathers in the city of kings, does not specifically mean among the tombs of the kings. And I think that the uh, other one from Chronicles clarified that, yeah, the king wasn't buried with the kings, but he was buried in with his fathers in the city of kings. Not really a contradiction at all. Um, because his chief advisor was the one buried with the kings, by the way. Uh, that being aside, let's look at one more controversial doctrine and explain how this is so dangerous in our current world. Look at the doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture, which I do not affirm. And uh, I'm a heretic, I know. I, I turn off half of you guys like, ah! You know, I don't get militant about it. If you want to believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, that's okay. We can have a pleasant conversation and why I don't agree with it. But if I were to follow my favorite preacher completely affirms the pre-tribulation rapture, and I really sought to understand why. And so I actually went online and said, I want to see the best biblical basis, no emotional arguments, no this ways or that ways, no just, just give me the scriptural evidence. And I found that the best, what was considered the best scriptural evidence came from that guy's institution. Like, cool. Seven-page article, read it. Hmm. He's using the same arguments to affirm pre-tribulation rapture um, as he does to deny Arminianism. <laughs> hmm. 
interesting. Uh, not a whole lot of arguments. Um, but as you start looking at all of the different verses used, what seems to have happened is, you know, about a hundred or so years ago, when the pre-tribulation rapture was gaining ground, everybody started to lean on the credibility of everybody else. And then one guy came up with the idea in a few verses, and everybody else just reads on into it. Well, if you really dig into those individual verses, I cannot find a single one of those verses that reaffirms a pre-tribulation rapture that is not really a pre-wrath rapture. Because if you look at all of these different verses, it says God will hold you from the day of wrath. Well, the tribulation equals not the wrath. That's my viewpoint from my understanding of the scriptures, digging from, from Revelation and Corinthians and Thessalonians and Romans and Matthew and all of the different key and core verses around the topic. Now, I can absolutely, I'm not going to deny anybody that they're saved, that they don't agree the way I do, because the end times are difficult viewpoints to hold and to have. My point, and I only use this and bring it up as an example, because... When you open up the scriptures and you get confused on a principle, you jump to your favorite preacher and whatever your favorite preacher says, you accept as gospel truth. We are no longer living our lives in sola scriptura. In reality, we should stop looking at so many commentaries. I'm just saying never look at them. I'm saying form your own ideas first, or if you are going to look at commentaries, look at multiple commentaries with conflicting ideas and absorb the different arguments and accept them. This is why if you're going to look at any one commentary series, it's Boyce, James Montgomery Boyce, um, the Presbyterian out of Philadelphia. The reason is he doesn't open up the commentary and state all the truth, or he doesn't open up the commentary with the assumption he's completely right and continues to shoot down all the other arguments. He actually gives you all of the arguments in tandem and allows you to come up with the best conclusion for you. But even still, you should be doing that work yourself first. Return to Sola Scriptura in our modern age, not I affirm Sola Scriptura. This pastor affirms Sola Scriptura, so I'm going to take all of his teachings and adopt them as mine. You shouldn't do that. Sola Scriptura means you yourself are studying the scriptures on your own. On your own. And when you do that, then you will come to a knowledge of who God is. We're going to leave this one here with that. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a look over the the, the uh, YouTube channel. We are also on Rumble uh, as well. So you can find us on YouTube or on Rumble at Our Walking Christ. And have a look at the website at ourwalkingchrist.com. You can find a book over there or some other resources or sign up for the newsletter. So thanks for watching, everybody. And I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walking Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkingchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkingchrist.com.